Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Tracy Randolph. She's a reset coach helping executive level women leaders become lean fit and love the women in the mirror. Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So can you share your journey and how you became a coach? Yeah. So I am a breast cancer survivor. Back in 2012, I felt just a pain, a sharp pain. I was in the shower and I felt a sharp pain in my right breast. And I I just thought to myself, this is not normal. It had never happened before. So I erred on the side of caution, went to my doctor, talked to my gynecologist. And he said, well, I don't think it's anything to be alarmed about. However, let's send you for a mammogram and let's check everything out. So I went for the mammogram and when I did, they called me back and said, oh, your results are inconclusive. We need you to come back again. So I went back that second time and they did that 3D mammogram at that time. And they said, well, you have these tumors in your right breast and we need to do a biopsy now. So I said, okay. At that point though, I was still thinking, oh, this is going to be nothing. No big deal. I thought that I was living a pretty healthy life other than the stress that I was under. I didn't think that there was anything else that was really detrimental to my health, but I said, oh, okay. This is just precautionary measure. And I went in and I had two tumors that they saw and I went in for the first biopsy and they said, because of where the second one is located, we can't do them at the same time. So we're going to need you to come back. So I said, okay. So I went through the first one, not too bad, but again, my mind was thinking that nothing's wrong with me. This is just cautionary. So when I went back for the second mammogram, the nurse was like rubbing my arm. I'm laying on the table, laying straight. They brought in the doctor and she said, the first one was cancer. Now at this point, because my mindset was there's nothing wrong with me. I didn't even have my mom or anybody come with me to this appointment. So I'm trying to lay straight on the table, getting the second biopsy with tears streaming down my face, but I couldn't move because they were doing the second biopsy and the nurse was rubbing my arm and I'm a people person. My family, they're like huggers. So somebody rubbing you just kind of like makes you want to just like just release everything. And I couldn't, I had to hold it together because I had to stay still for this biopsy. But I just kept thinking, what in the world is happening here? Why is this happening? And it was, everything was going through my mind at rapid pace, right? And the nurse, after everything was over, she gave me a hug and they gave me some information. And then I said, okay, I have to now go through the process and figure out what I'm going to do. And I got back in my car and I just sat there and my cousin who had moved from New Jersey to Georgia, always like, it's like she felt something and she always, she just has that intuition or that divine intervention. But she called me right in that moment when I got in the car and I sat back and she said, what's going on? Something's not right. And I told her everything and she said to me, and again, the tears are streaming, but she said, just breathe right now, just breathe. And that was huge for me just in that moment because my mind was racing and I'm just like thinking to myself, what in the world is happening here? And when she just told me to breathe, I said, okay, let me breathe. I'm a faithful person. So I got home. My son was still in school at the time. Thank goodness. And I got home and I just dropped to my knees. 
because I, I just bawled and dropped to my knees and started praying. But I decided in that moment that, God, I'm giving this to you. Like, this is it. I'm giving it to you because I can't handle this. Like, if you don't take it, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm giving it to you. And I really did surrender. And it doesn't mean I didn't have weak moments, but I said, I'm going to go into research mode. And I'm going to, because I didn't know why my body accepted cancer. Now I feel right. Because I, you don't know for sure why your body accepts cancer. And we all have cancer cells in our body already. But what I did learn is the stress of the job that I was working at the time I was in financial services, just very fast paced, very stressful, very demanding. And I just realized that, and it wasn't where I was supposed to be. Right. I do know that now, but I realized that the stress of the job was really what was doing it for me. I wasn't a smoker. I wasn't even much of a drinker. So I said, and other than food and the environment, I did eat what I wanted, (laughs) but I just said the stress and just the fact that I ate anything under the sun. My family's from the South of the United States, which is known for just cooking with a lot of sugar and a lot of butter and things that are not healthy for you. So I figured it had to be the food and it had to be the stress. So I just went into like, geek mode research. Let me do my research on food, on exercise, on how do I better take care of my body? And I fell in love with it. So I, lo and behold, after my full experience, after surgery and taking medication, I decided that I was going to become a coach and I joined a certification program because I said, if I could stop women from getting to the point where I got, where they're faced with some diagnosis, if they can be proactive and preventative up front, I want to help them do that because I know what it feels like. And I chose women leaders in the executive space because that's where I was. Mm -hmm. And I know the stress that they're under. So I wanted to tap into those women who were just like me, trying to manage work and home and just dealing with the stress of life. Wow. it's amazing. So in walking through your journey now, what are you grateful for? Mm, Oh, so much. The transition into who I was meant to be, honestly, because it just made me realize that I wasn't, I was in financial services and it was okay, but I wasn't doing what I loved. And once I started doing the research and once I became a coach, I loved it. Like just being able to talk to women, help them through whatever it is that they're going through, just help them live healthier lifestyles. That's what really made me happy. That's what really brought me real joy. So I'm just grateful for, I say that cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I'm grateful for that experience because of where I am today. So should we focus our, on our mindset first or on fitness first? Oh, definitely. The mindset will lead you to everything else that you need to do. So if you can change your mindset and start to think positive, bring in that positive energy and really think about what you want for your life, who it is that you want to be and see and really have a vision, a clear vision in your mind of that person. That's where it all starts first. Fitness and eating healthy, they're just the action steps to get you there. But if you can't think it and see See it first in your mind, it won't happen. Yeah, that resonates so true with my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly. If I don't motivate myself and literally listen to a bunch of videos and things about fitness, I generally don't work out, right? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. What are the best ways to create a diet that actually produces results? Oh, you have to one, know your body. And when I say that, I'm going to go to the medical side first is 
it's always a good idea to know your numbers, the, the normal blood work, your sugar levels, your cholesterol levels, and then to also know the numbers in terms of your fat content, your water content, what your body mass index is. It's always better to, to start there to know what you really need to focus on and how you need to eat in order for your body to respond to great healthy food and fitness as a combination. So I would say start with knowing your numbers, knowing the position that your body's in when you're about to start. So in your research, what did you figure out about sugar? Oh, <laughs> so much with sugar. So I don't want to say sugar is the devil, right? But if it quacks like a duck, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So they, they have found, and even the doctors told me before I started researching that not to drink alcohol because of the sugar content, but to stay away from the sweets. You can eat the sugars that are naturally occurring, like in your fruit, because your body process the, processes that sugar differently. But sugar caters to a lot of different diseases, cancer being one of them. Of course, diabetes is, is a big one for a lot of people in the United States. So sugar, <laughs> sugar is, is evil yeah. <laughs> in large amounts, right? So that the daily dose of sugar that the United States recommends is 25 milligrams. But if you look at the food, particularly the processed food, it's way over the daily recommended amount, a bottle of juice or a package of something, something that's in a box or a bag, it's way over that sugar content amount. Yeah. I haven't eaten sugar since 2016 and went through maybe a similar journey as yourself. I got systemic candida, couldn't eat any of my food. And it was a lot of the stress and I was in a permanent state of fight or flight and didn't know it. But so a big part of that was, you know, take, I, I also had to take fruit out so mm -hmm. I went protein and my doctor didn't want me to do protein. He's like, just try to do raw vegetables. I'm like, I got to have something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, protein and vegetables. And I lost about 90% of my hearing mm, because wow. all of the candida was in my ears. Wow. And that kept me motivated not to eat the sugar. Cause every time I'd eat the sugar, I'd want to rip my ears out. And so it's been quite a journey. I haven't eaten sugar for that long. And if I do eat foods or even restaurant foods, I always make sure that there's no more than eight grams of sugar for the yeah. full meal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's my cutoff point, but it's amazing how I think it reversed my aging. Yeah. We we're talking a little bit about. Yeah. I was going to say, that's why you look so young. I mean, you really yeah. do. Like you, you don't look like you're anywhere near 50. Yeah. I look at photos bef of before, before mm -hmm. I went through, had a number of years and like just even my skin quality mm -hmm. is completely different. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was, and I never drank. So it really, I think had a huge impact of reversing all of that. And I don't miss sugar at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. I'll, I'll, I do monk fruit. Oh, okay. That's I do eat one. monk fruit and I'll yeah. do, because I notice that I don't get any reactions from that. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah that's the only, that that's, if I'm going to cheat, I'm cheating with the monk fruit ice cream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not completely off of sugar. My guilty pleasure is the so, so delicious yogurts. Okay. They're made with coconut milk and I like to put chia seeds in it and, and like uh, raw oats. So that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have something. Yeah. My one vice that I didn't give up through the entire thing was coffee. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I know the coffee's not that great for you, but I needed something. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wasn't even eating fruit. I ate fruit for the first time this last week. Okay. Since 2016. Wow. It was wow. such a treat. Yeah. I got strawberries. <laughs> How was that experience? I really felt, felt spoiled. Okay. <laughs> it was, I really felt spoiled and it was such a treat. So yeah, because I was just so used to eating the same thing every single day. So yeah. it was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great to get that progress in your healing mm -hmm. so that you, and I like that you said that too, because when you think about that progress, once you start to wean yourself off of, or even if you go cold Turkey, if you can, your, your taste buds, everything changes to the point where you don't really need those things anymore. You don't have those cravings like sugar yeah. and that's what sugar does to you right they say it's just like be, being on drugs right they say it's almost like substance abuse where you just have these cravings chemically that's what sugar does to you oh yeah and you have these cravings so once you stop like it's amazing how much your, your body changes how much your body doesn't look for because it doesn't have it and it doesn't need it right yeah you yeah. never drive down the road and go oh I smell that burger I really want it yeah you yeah. smell it and you just like ugh. I'm going to yeah. go home and make myself something really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it all your cravings go away. What if you struggle to find time to work out? How do you deal with that? Oh, I have a good one for this one. So I always tell people, I tell my clients, if you're struggling throughout your day to do intermittent exercise, just like people do it with fasting, you can do it with exercise and you just incorporate fitness throughout your day. So say if you're sitting at your desk, be it at home or at work, and you take a, like a five minute break or even a two minute break and do some jumping jacks. It could be 10. And then you go back to work and then another two hours, do something else, do 10 squats or do lunges or, but I tell people throughout the day, you can get your exercise in where it won't take you a large amount of time and you can incorporate fitness, even take a walk. If you're at the office and you can't do the exercises, right? Cause you're not at home working, then go outside and take a walk during your lunch break or take a five minute break and take a walk. So there's ways to incorporate fitness without feeling like you have to go to a gym and do this rigorous exercise routine. Yeah. And like spend an hour committed. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I like that. I might actually try that tip. <laughs> <laughs> you should, because I, I understand that you're busy, right? During the day. So just like get up every couple of hours and do a few exercises. Yeah. Cause I have a weight bench and, and weights and all that and a trampoline and I've got everything here. It's just, I always think in my mind, oh, I've got to plan it out. I've got to go through all of, but then I just thinking, you know, as you were talking, I thought, well, why don't I just split it up? I yeah. can split it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about that. How, how it's going. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. So sh should we focus on cardio or what, what we eat to lose weight? Like what um, should our little, focus be if we're trying a to bit of, A little bit of both. And you can't really, it's, you're more successful. I, I won't say can't, but you're a lot more successful if you marry the two. It's not just fitness. It's not just eating. Now, I, I will say it is true that the eating part of it is 80% and the fitness is the 20%. So once you start to change your diet, more so clearing your gut, right? Mm -hmm. um, once you start to do that, that the weight will come off a lot faster. And then the fitness part of it helps the weight, helps you continue to lose the weight and then also to tone your body, to build the muscle and continue to help reduce the fat. But the, you have to marry the two to get the results that you really want. 
I heard a crazy person on social media say an older woman mm-hmm. say that when you are 50 and older, you shouldn't go and do cardio anymore because her theory was that you're already losing muscle. And if you do cardio, you lose even more muscle. No. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, what about your heart? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What about right. your heart and your ability to walk upstairs? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Your energy levels, your immune system, like you need that cardio. But again, like we were talking just about fitness in general with the cardio, it doesn't have to be an hour. You don't have to spend an hour on the treadmill. Something simple, like what we were just talking about. If you do jumping jacks or if you go outside and take a walk, you're getting cardio. And even part of your strength training gives you a little bit of cardio as well. So you can incorporate the cardio. It doesn't have to be a lot. And actually most trainers that you talk to will tell you that you do 15 to 30 minutes of cardio three to five times a week. You're getting in enough cardio. Yeah. So you don't have to go out there and kill yourself. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Can you share some of your client success stories? Yes. So I have one that I want to share in particular who a friend of mine actually now she had issues with, so she has about seven books out there. And every time she went to write a book, she would gain weight because she was sedentary. She didn't eat well. She grabbed snacks in the process of it, or she wasn't eating at all, which not eating is just as bad as eating too much because your body stores fat. So she, she came to me and she said, I need help. I'm going to write my next book and I need to figure out how I do not gain weight during this process. So I got her, I got her on intermittent exercising. I got her on just a healthy diet and she did it. She stuck with it. The times where she was struggling, she would call me and we got her through it and she wrote her book and she did not gain any weight. So we were proud of her. I'm super proud of her for that. So that's one of them. That's one of them. And then I just recently, I'll tell a more recent one because this was a little ways back, but more recently I had a young woman come to me and she joined my fitness classes. She got some advice on the diet part of it. She didn't want to do like a full program where she was marrying my food regimen with the exercise. So she started joining my virtual fitness classes and she lost 20 pounds in the course of 30 days. We were just elated for her when it came to that. And she did change her eating. She just didn't want to do my diet because she didn't like some of the things I had on there. And I was like, that's fine. You can incorporate. But we, I talked her through what she could eat based on what she liked and she did it and she lost 20 pounds, 30 days. So that was amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? Really just having compassion, honestly. And I love this so much. I just love the people like I make friends with all the women who come to for coaching or just come for the virtual fitness classes. I just want to love on people to be honest with you. So that's really it. And if I could see the happiness in people's faces when the changes are happening, that's the biggest part of it for me, just to be able to see the results in people and see their, not just their body change, but their whole attitude and mood and energy levels, see that change. That's the biggest part, the best part of it all. Love that. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? I would say really just love the process because I came from financial services. 
I wanted to like finish my certification fast. Like everything was so quick in that industry. And I wanted, and I was working, still working in financial services and doing two certification programs, my, my health coach and my life coaching certification at the same time. And I wanted it to go by so quickly. So if I could just tell myself, calm down or what my cousin told me, just breathe and just love the process. I would have gone back and, and said that. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Cause I was in financial services as, as well. And I know it takes years for you to detox. Yes. And even then it's kind of still ingrained in you. At yeah. A certain yeah. Level. <laughs> yeah. So if there are people that are listening, that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? They can go to work with the reset They can go on there and book a like 45 minute free session, just a free session, just to talk about strategy and talk about where they are and where they want to go. So that's the best way. But of course they can email me at Tracy R at the reset global.com. They can email me or they can reach out via LinkedIn or Facebook at Tracy Randolph or the reset coach on those avenues as well. And even on Instagram. Perfect. I'll put those links down below. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thanks for having me again. Yes. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful day.